It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. I was right. Uh, no, I was right. I was right. Uh, we were right. We were right, weren't we? And you were right with us. And because you were right with us, we want to celebrate being right. We want to celebrate Philadelphia sports being good, but also we want to celebrate being right. In style at the Underground Arts Theater. Friday, December 22nd. There are a lot of guests already. You guys have Chris Ryan. Yes, of TheRinger.com. We're bringing on Larry Poff. He's our of course, baby. Right to Ricky Sanchez podcast, BG and radio. We were right before Christmas live dual podcast show at the Underground Arts Theater. If you're not there, uh, you're square. You're a very, you're a fool. You're wrong. Actually, if it's cool to be square. If if you're okay, Huey. <laughs> if you're not there, let's put it this way: December twenty second, we were right before Christmas. If you're not there. You were wrong. That's right. Tickets on sale right now for $18, $20 day of. Don't wait for the day of. This will sell out. Undergroundarts.org. You're listening to BGN Radio. Manning atrás. Y ahí va la papa caliente. La papa caliente. Los hijos tumban al corredor con la papa caliente. Y a volar. Los hijos ganan el partido. 34 por 29. What's going on, Bleeding Green Nation? We are very festive tonight. Yes, you are, Johnny. The Eagles blinking Christmas sweater. Well, the funny thing is, is he comes out, he's like, I'm going to go festive, and he puts the sweater on. It was only about two minutes ago that I look over and I see that he is glowing lights. We are glowing lights uh, because (laughs) the Eagles have clinched a first round bye. And God bless them, are they going to need it? Because what a sloppy-ass defense. I mean, the biggest thing that we had coming into this, I don't know what to expect from Nick Foles. And I was pretty pessimistic about what's going to happen with this offense. By the end of the week, we were saying, you know what? The Eagles really can't change this offense. They didn't. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that they didn't. Everything flowed. Nelson Aguilar, uh, Alshon Jeffrey made fantastic plays. The rest of it just made you go, wow, this is... What is happening to this Eagles defense? John, it was as disappointing a performance from the defense as we've seen in a long time here. Like when you take into account the magnitude, not necessarily of just needing the win to get a buy and all that, but 
of it being, you know, the first game without your your MVP, likely the league's MVP out for the season and and an entire week of, you know, can Foles do it, belief in Foles, whatever it is, non-belief in Foles, but a general agreement across the fan base. We thought across the team that, hey, defense, this is on you guys. Yeah. Like, you guys got to step up and and be the driving force to carry this team where they need to go. And, man, what a dog shit performance we saw tonight. <laughs> jo- I mean, I, it was like, and it wasn't just a, a bad performance. It was an embarrassing performance. It was yeah, a, a, a missed tackles, it lack was, of effort. You know what it was, James? It was a, bring out the whiskey bottle because it's a cheers, and, oh, my God, we're going to need it for the rest of yes, uh, this, uh, the rest of, I don't know, the playoffs or whatever is going to happen here. And excuse me as I just, you know, swallow this beautiful Eagle Rare. Mm. Yeah, you need it. You need it. Because, I mean, it's going to be. There we go. Look, uh, you know, it's the Giants, a team that is now 2-12, and 12, luckily. And it came down to the last play. And it took three blocks. Three blocks. Three. The trifecta. Has that ever happened in the I've, NFL? I've ne- certainly never seen it before in my lifetime watching the Eagles. Three blocks in the same game watching it in an NFL game of any kind. And they, and they needed every single one of them, John. Like, yeah. they needed those blocks. And that's the thing is, like, when you're thinking about this Eli Manning-led offense, throwing to guys other than Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram that no one has ever heard of, <laughs> and, and, and they are just gashing. Eli threw for 400 yards. Yeah, crazy. And you have the feeling that, that I said to you on that last drive, and luckily they barely held, but I said, we need a touchdown here because I don't trust this defense to stop them from scoring a touchdown. And thank God that, uh, you know, the 20-yard chip shots went through because, it, uh, you know, you're just thinking about all the they things that They certainly were in field goal range. One. They yeah, would have had a field goal to take the lead. I mean, it was just a, you know, obviously. 57 passes for Eli Manning, 434 yards uh, three touchdowns, one large interception actually from Ronald Darby Great early on as it was was at the, it was at a 20 to 7 at one point and you're just looking and going like what is the deal here? Yep. Like that's what I said. I just said, listen, it was it's a nice run. Go Sixers. <laughs> you know, it all ends here because the one thing that didn't happen was that like I said before Nick Foles was was good. The 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 offense was good. Everything was rolling right along and just I I couldn't understand what was happening. Like there was uh, uh, Jalen Mills early biting, getting Terrible. toasted on and, double and moves. awful penalties too. Like yeah. Mills just playing careless football early on, John. And, and I think you know, I said this to you while we were watching. I said it seems like every single player on the offensive side of the ball decided to lift their game without yeah. Wentz and help lift Nick Foles up. And again, Nick Foles plays really well against a horrendous Giants defense yep. for what it's worth. But either you couldn't ask for more to Nick Foles today. He did a really good job. Did a great job. Great job today, but uh, you know, uh, uh, to see how this defense came out and and just while the offense, everyone stepped up, including Foles, and the defense was just a, a train wreck, John. Like yeah. a, an embarrassing, imba- and and Jim Schwartz too. Let's not leave their fearless leader out as well. He did he, not have them he ready. He called to play. an awful game, and he didn't yeah. have them ready to play. And how do you not? This is the thing with Jim Schwartz. You know what they're going to do. It's the same thing that they did. In week four, yep. right? This, that was an 0-3 team that was desperate, and they needed to score points. But what did Ben McAdoo do? How do you counteract the pass rush? How do you counteract all that other different stuff? Well, you just throw slants, and you run tempo. How did you not know that was coming? And like, how did you not stop it once it started yes, happening? Yes. It was like slant round, like, slant round. Yeah. So even down to the last Press your drive, corners. Of the last yeah. drive of the game, they get it inside the 10 with a slant round. It was, John, that was like... 
unforgivable as you're watching it happen, considering the defensive personnel the Eagles have as yep. opposed to that Giants personnel. Well, and and I'm not leaving the personnel out of this either. Well, I mean, that too, obviously. Jim, but Jim Schwartz makes a couple of adjustments, and they're like, okay, fine. If they're going to beat us, they're going to try and have to beat us deep. And then they beat them deep. <laughs> you know, you have to trust your corners at some point. And I just start to wonder, like, okay, you know, we've talked about it a while, uh, but I, I think it's I think it's time for Sidney Jones to come up and and see what happens. Well, like you, if you're he's need ready, extra, yeah. Kick and extra juice. I was baffled by the fact that Rasul Douglas was inactive today for Brian Brayman, mm -hmm. which, again, the I special think, teams really yeah. stood up today. I don't think he was the difference maker in no, this. No, but, but it like, did man. seem like he brought uh, an attitude. You know, it's kind of what we talked about with Maragos, too, back in the day and, and even the earlier season, obviously. But I did feel like Brayman brought an intensity to special teams that is something you need a, a uh, yeah. psychopathic kind of approach to the game. Someone who's just kind of like a maniac out there on the field. So I did, but I, but I'm with you. I was surprised Douglas wasn't active. And yeah. I mean, let me put it this way, John. The Giants have uh, two highest scoring totals of their season is 24 points. And today, both times against the Eagles, you know, so clearly they, they, uh, you know, they're taking up residency in Jim Schwartz's head right now. But yeah, it, uh, it just was a really disappointing performance uh, on every level. Uh, you know, the D-line, the linebacking core, uh, secondary especially. Yeah, has got to get some new gloves or something. Uh, dude. <laughs> I don't know what's happening there. He has dropped more inter big interceptions big the time. last couple of weeks than, than you can remember in a while. Just a um, – so, like, think about, like, well, this is a team. Now they have clinched a first-round bye. You know, one win away from clinching home field throughout. Well, real quick, game ball. Who do you got? Uh, let's go, Nick Foles. Hearts. If you're on Facebook Live sure. right now, let's go. Who do you think would would earn defensively if you could pick anybody right now? I don't think there's anybody. So we'll say Nelson Aguilar. Give us a yeah. like for that. Yeah, those are the only two big game balls that I, I can would come also. Away with. I mean, like, uh, yeah, no, that's it. <laughs> a lot, and even that's so, it. like, you special know, special teams like uh, yeah. the Kamu Gruje Hill. Uh, give me a wow for Kamu Gruje. Yeah, Kamu Gruje Hill. That's what we're trying to spit out there. Kamu. Uh, and yeah, so I, I, you know, there's there was a lot of different uh, plays that that kind of happened offensively that. Um, I was I was really impressed by Alshon Jeffrey. I thought had oh, a fantastic a start game. and really needed, especially they go down and score right away. Nick Foles comes back, goes four for four on the drive. Alshon Jeffrey in the back of the end zone, really awesome catch. Kept his feet in and uh, kept uh, kept a lot of my hopes alive with uh, with this offense. Well, he kept his feet in twice. It was so impressive. What they highlighted is the reason they were reviewing it, like. The headiness to know that he had to stay in bounds in case the ball came to him. He wouldn't have time to reestablish himself to to tiptoe the end zone like that, both before and after he got the ball was really, really impressive on that play. And just a couple, uh, a few plays. I mean, that other catch he made is he's kind of going down and just like gripping the ball in his hands like that. Like, and you're just like, how is he that strong that he can hang on to the balls? He's falling to the ground like that. Just a, uh, and that's what again what we talked about. Like Nelson Aguilar, man. Dude came to play today. They Zach did. Ertz. Yes, yeah, Zach. Finally got which was Zach which Ertz like came to play today. The worst decision ever. You're like, no, you're going like, to dump the Zach Ertz. I mean, yes. <laughs> I mean, Ajayi, who's yeah. still not used enough, and you hope they're saving him. I don't know. Your offense is working. You can't complain too much today. But Ajayi looked great whenever he touched the ball. The O-line held up really well, considering no Steph was Newski. That was a big worry going in. You know, I'm, I'm not going to say the, uh, you know, guards 
played well per se, but the O line held up, and um, I, I think offensively you're you're just really happy with everything you saw. But uh, John, what do you? I mean, here's the only I'm trying. I've been racking my brain, and I'm yeah. sure a lot of you out there have been like trying to say like, all right, what the fuck happened today with the defense? Because you know we we all felt like this defense it certainly had the ability to raise it a level, and if nothing else, was not. The trash we saw out there today. Yes, the, we saw some holes in the Rams game, but but tightened up when needed. Uh, the only thing I can come up with, and I mentioned it to you, is the concept of three straight road game. Last of the third straight road game after a West Coast trip. I think there might be something with tired legs and stuff. But like the effort, the tackling, like what what ha- what happened, man? Like what what do you think happened? I, I I can't put my finger on it. I don't know if it's just like are they the one thing that popped out of my head was just like okay maybe they bought into. Man, we really need to step up and, and play a game, and and I need to raise my level. And they they decided they're not going to play within themselves, and that could kind of explain why Jalen Mills is trying to bite and and come away with an interception, and it gets torched for a touchdown. I I don't know. I think it's part that I do think there's something to the road game. That's thing. the best thing I can come up with. They've been out of their you know being on the and West, the Coast, West Coast, Coast for two weeks. Yeah. You said they came back here, and then they had to go on a bus and travel again, or you know whatever it is. But I I think it's just. I, I can't just poo-poo it away either. It just Mm-mm. seems it all started back in Seattle. And I actually thought they played pretty well in Seattle, even though they, they, yeah. they came up with, the Wilson, with a couple of big you know, plays and things Russell like Wilson that. Russell Wilson made plays. That's what the guy does. Uh, I don't think they had the greatest game against the Rams, and they allowed Todd Gurley to kind of go all over him. But this is where it's just it's so baffling to me because it's, it's the 31st-ranked offense in total points, yeah. team in points, 199 points they had coming into this thing. And I, I don't think I can just say – well, it's a divisional game and anything can happen. The, the, this is a 2-11 and 11 football team that deserved no respect. And maybe that's part of it, too, is just like, yeah, we're just, we'll be fine. We're going to roll through these guys or whatever. But uh, that's on, where it comes really on coach here is not having them ready for that. I, I don't think mentally they came in soft like that, though. I mean, listen, this is, what's at stake is, is the first round bye. You know, that's enough motivation to go out there and play well along with your quarterback being down and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't know if they're overthinking it, uh, and that's what I'm probably going to say because I know that this defense is good. It is not all of a sudden been, you know, a lot of people were saying to me uh, on Twitter today that it's it got exposed. Well, it got exposed in week four, if you want to call it that. I mean, right. they, they did this. Right. It could have been just because they were going against bad teams, but I, I, think, I still think this is a good defense. They just have been playing so bad the last three weeks. Yeah, and I, again, I, I do think if you look at it rationally, the West Coast trip, staying out there, coming back, three games on the road, short week of practice considering the, the travel back, you know, and, and reco- recovery and all that type of stuff. I, like, I get that, and I think that's part of it for sure, and I, I, I'm willing to give them, like you said, John, I'm, I'm not going to completely indict them for today's performance because I have seen them play great, and I know that the talent is there, And uh, but I, I, I'm not not going to, you know, I'm not not going <laughs> to like not, completely not, 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 not. let them off the hook on no, this. No, no, you can't. Like you said, not only is it a, a, a terrible Giants offense, it's a Giants offense that was already beaten up on the offensive line, missing starters. Eric Flowers goes down late. They still can't do anything. I mean, the 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 inability to get pressure today, the inability for the second, the tackling, man. Like, what the hell happened to the tackling? That was something that we could count on with this defense, yeah, especially in the secondary. No. was like, they are going to tackle. They're going to wrap up. Like, they are not going to give up those big plays where you're like, oh, that one missed tackle, and it could have, you know, not been a 70-yard touchdown. Like, they're not making those <laughs> plays right now. And in the Rams game, we saw that. We're seeing that especially today. We saw that against the Giants. 
and it does worry me. When you look at that offensive line, you look at the fact that it's Eli Manning. It's guys like Tavares King. I didn't know Tavares was his first name. I just saw King yeah. before. I'm like, great, awesome. Like that that's what I mean. Wonderful. Like, who and he's are these people? Down for Roger Lewis. Like yeah. that sounds like a fake person. Like what? I, I'm just. And no I, offense, Cooper Cup from Los Angeles. You know, last week you're just yeah. like, man, he's. I mean, he's a good athlete. He's not that good of an Killing athlete. Him. Just go on them. Kill you know, him. Yeah, it's. I, and and maybe they just need a break. I don't know what it is. Are they tired? Are well, they exhausted? Uh, and, and here's the other thing. And you kind of mentioned it, but semi glossed over it. That like I for me the my biggest issue is like look I, I'm willing like I said to to excuse some of the West Coast trip. They're yeah. they're tired, legs tired, huge emotional win over the Rams, all that stuff. To come out after you lose Carson Wentz. So unprepared and so emotionless in a, in at least in terms of the way you're playing, and so um, just just lackluster yeah. in that spot when you know not only the fan base, your teammates, the offense, everything like like you know what's on you right now. You know what's on your shoulders, and to come out the first opportunity you get to show us what you can do. With that weight on your shoulders, you give us that. Like yeah. that's what worries me. That that scares me. Yeah, a because bit. if they played competent, if they just played normal, if they played fine, like if they it played was like, fine, right, it would have been. We would have been sitting here like going, "Wow, how, how uh, about Nick Foles, man? What is going to happen now? Like yeah. I, I would have restored a ton of faith, and and there still is there. I mean, I think there should be some optimism where it's just like, all right. If if Nick can do Foles that, was great. Foles was, was absolutely great, great, and you just have to go back and. Some of it for me is like I, I can go out and say, well, yeah, I mean, it is a really bad defense. Like, this is not a good Giants team. But at the same time, if he was playing bad, it would be a lot worse. So it's, oh, absolutely. it's awesome that he went out there and did that. And that's why it's so baffling that we're talking about the defense with this because we've seen the Giants play like that for uh, a, a very long time. And you just kind of kind of wonder. I don't know if, if a personnel switch is going to work at this point because it's not – I just think Jim Schwartz has not adjusted well. He admitted that in Los Angeles. I would love to hear his answers this week, too, mm -hmm. uh, because it's, again, they showed you what they're going to do <laughs> time and time again. Yeah. And how do you not have a game plan for that? Or is it and so how do you much not so? Adjust? Yeah. And, and are the players not adjusting that either? I just, I, I don't get it. I, well, no, I think, I think from that perspective, you have to put that on Schwartz. And, and who knows, maybe there were missed assignments that we can't see without an all 22, but... It really feels like the the fact that they hit seven hundred thousand slants for eight billion yeah. yards today. It really felt you. I feel like you have to put that on Schwartz. At, at some point, you just have to say, "Beat us another way." Like do something else to beat us. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you can't let that keep happening from a scheme coaching perspective. But still, I think they did a shitty job in terms of of effort. In terms of you know discipline on the defensive side of the ball. And again, maybe that comes back to you know tired legs and being a little bit. You know, not 100% in terms of, you know, tired and all that stuff, whatever. But, uh, you know, uh, the, the lack of effort is something that, that can't be excused in any situation at any point. Like, you know, you have to play big games. You have to play games you need to win. And you have to summon what you have in your soul and your, in, your, in everything that you got. And you got to go out and you got to win those games, especially in situations where you're freaking... MVP went down yes, right before. Yes, that. that's what I was. So, um, you know, hopefully you can kind of chalk that up to to one thing or another. And, you know, they're going to get the Raiders on, on Christmas Day on a Monday night. Uh, and, 
you know, I mean, if it happens against Derek Carr and those guys who I think as bad as they are, that's still better skill position players than what's come out. Uh, uh, de- yeah, definitely through through the Giants here. And now you just kind of start and, and think, well, if you are in those situations, you did draft a press corner in the first place in the third round. And yeah, there's still a lot of different things that he's going to adjust to up and down here. But at the same time, uh, Razul against press is better than Jalen Mills. I'm sorry. It's just the truth. It's just the truth. Well, and I, I, you're going to have to rotate those guys in and out. I don't think you can afford now to deactivate any of your corner depth uh, moving forward for Brian Brayman. And that's, that's just that's going to be more important than the special teams, even though I think the special teams had the best plays of the game today. Yeah, well, that's the point. You can't really underrate that, Biggest right? Biggest plays, I, mean, I should say, not yeah, the best. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you can't really underrate the, the crucialness of special teams today, especially coming off a Rams game where we saw – you know, how important special teams can be on the other side of the ball is the Rams certainly won the battle in that game on special teams. But, I, I, like, I'm okay with the Raymond thing. I, 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 again, I think that guy does add something to special teams from an intensity perspective and the way he goes about it. Um, I mean, he's a, he's a maniac. But uh, I, regardless, because I, I don't think, like, I don't know if throwing Rasul Douglas in there is necessarily the answer one way or the other. I think... They have to do a better job of of. I mean, again, I, it comes back to Schwartz for me that the effort Definitely. the effort needs to be better. And maybe it's just you put Rasul because they'll give you effort. But but from a scheme perspective, they got beat badly today. And I mean, I don't, who's calling plays for the Giants? Like, I don't even know who it is because McAdoo's gone. Like Spag, Spags is the coach. Like, Their OC took over. Whoever yeah, whoever the hell it is. Yeah, that's yeah. the point. And that dude just beat Jim Schwartz like a like drum today. Like was just like yeah, Jim Schwartz. Suck on this. It seems like the simpler approaches seem to flummox Schwartz the most. It's like quick passing, you know, like yeah. well, simple game Here's plans. some semi-good news or however you want to take it, but they definitely notice it. Eagles, uh, you know, DBs are all huddled up in the locker room right now. And Corey Undlin, uh, according to multiple people, including Lombardo Mosher and our own Teron Davenport, are saying they're going through missed assignments and who's got what because apparently good. You know, that's, see, good that's coaching. what I'm saying. There is, there is personal issues and there, And that's too, good coaching. Not covering their assignments. Absolutely. Well, that, that's good coaching. That is, like, Unlin, I'm happy, whoever, whether it was Schwartz's idea or Unlin's idea, both of them, whatever, to, to not let that sit, to come to them right after the game and say, no, like, that is unacceptable what happened out there tonight or today. Like, I think that is, ap- that's awesome. I love hearing that because they did suck today and, and they don't they shouldn't be able to relax and hang out and enjoy the win. They should get back to work. Yeah. You know, if Carson Definitely, Wentz right sucked away. out there today, do you think Carson Wentz wouldn't be getting right no, back to no, work he'd after? Be doing the same so thing. you know what? Like get back to work. So be like Carson Wentz. Yeah. Man. That's what we're saying. But seriously, do. <laughs> I wanna I want I want twenty two Carson Wentz's out there. Yeah. Can we make that happen? Yeah, we can we can try that. I tell you what, let, <laughs> let, let's stick with uh, Nick Foles. We're Foles's. gonna clone him or something? Yeah, or? we should. Okay. We should at least his brain or something I would like clone that. Clone all of them. That's uh great. let's stick with Nick Foles because I do think that that's gonna be a huge talking point this entire week, and it rightfully so it should be. Uh, uh for as much uh, doubt and uncertainty that uh, definitely had this time, uh, right around this time, uh, last Sunday. Uh, that was that was definitely a confidence booster, and I couldn't tell. And maybe this was maybe it's just the pants or whatever. Did he look quicker with his dude? Feet? He, he was looked, weird. He not some, as a runner, but just no, moving but around no in the pocket. pocket mobility. He did, John, yeah. and and not just that. He looked a little bit more aware in the pocket. Like yeah. he's always kind of been and 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 to his credit, been a 
stand there and take the hit and 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 you know suck it up kind of guy. But yeah. it seemed like he had more awareness that the hits were coming this time. Like that one little you know uh, Wentz light kind of movie did where he kind of did a little like duck move and slid <laughs> over me. Yeah, it was really nice. And then there was another play where he did a little kind of waggle rollout type thing and made a nice pass. Like he looked um, he looked a lot better from that perspective than, than I expected him to. He was able to avoid pressure. Like look. He's never going to be Carson Wentz there. He's not going to be, you know, but like, yeah, there are six guys around him. All of a sudden he merges yeah. from the pack and is heaving downfield. But I thought that Foles, at least from that perspective, which to be fair, was one of my biggest worries about having Foles oh, yeah, in there. Oh, yeah, it was a lot of people. I, I, I yeah. was impressed with that today. Yeah, and listen, as as much of fun as we're having here today, I still don't think this is now a Super Bowl team uh, based on what's here and what but we saw. But they beat the Giants, John. I <laughs> yeah, mean, well. Uh, and it's and it, but the funny thing is, I thought I was going to be saying that because it's like you know, uh, you know, Nick's a little rusty or something like that. But it's just the opposite. The, the the defense really is what, for what we've been talking about. So credit to Nick Foles today because uh, he definitely shut me up at least for one game, and that's that's a good building block. Um, it didn't look like there was too many chemistry problems in me, with with Alshon with certainly not with. Aguilar or Ertz or anybody really. Torrey Smith was getting open. That that's credit more or less to to Peterson. And just real quick to the Casimir and the C and Fay who are probably you know rubbing each other's nipples right now and saying like, see, you just can put in any QB in this rubbing. in this friend, friendly <laughs> offense and go like, hey, check they this out. They are totally see, really, rubbing each really, other's nipples. It really doesn't matter. See, this is why we don't like they, Carson. I Wentz. think they might be scissoring yeah. too. The the whole uh, the whole point of of what happened today is just what we said. It's the Giants' defense, and if and if yes. a competent quarterback like Nick Foles is a competent quarterback, yes. I was talking to Glenn at the pregame show. And we still had him, you know, in that 15 to 23 range, depending on where he's going to be in that, that, that part of the day. And if he is there, Doug Peterson's a good play caller. Everything's nice and smooth. That's what, and, you know, it's not like uh, you're telling me Carson wouldn't have the same day or a better day or whatever. Like, uh, I don't know. I just see that that tends to come out. I don't want that to happen no, either. No, because it's not you about know? that. Look, that no. wasn't that what the Eagles' offense played well enough for them to win today, and that is the key, and that's what you need from Nick Foles. You need Nick Foles in this offense to play well enough to give you a chance to win every game, and they absolutely did that today. The defense didn't. They won the game because of the offense yeah. and because of some big special teams plays. The defense played a very small role in them winning this football game today, and that's what's yeah, concerning because yeah. because that's the thing. Like the real issue. You, if you, you know, to, to take away, and is that you know, if this team is going to win the Super Bowl, which is ultimately what matters, you know, it, it's a, we've talked a lot about. I think, look, they're twelve and two, and they're gonna have a first round by this season. A, a disappointment and all with Wentz going down, yeah. whatever, is a success. No matter what happens, you know, you, we want more because expectations have changed, but. From where we were at the beginning of the season and what, where the future is at and all that, you have to say you're happy with whatever happens this season yeah. in, in the whole, in totality. But um, Yeah, I, I'm already there. Like, yeah, I'm already that's fine. what I mean. That's I'm what good. I mean. But yeah. for this team to really do it, the defense has to, has to take that next step. They have to play better than they are and better than they've been, which has been really good. They have to even go up a level, and we saw them regress. We saw them regress dramatically. Big time. And, and that, that's really the, the takeaway. I think offensively, John, I mean, you said it. Like, Foles was great. Like, everything you could have asked for. Um, and more, the, honestly. More, I mean, more. Like good I was, strikes and, all over the and, place. And, and even more impressed, what I was impressed with is it seemed like he was uh, getting through his progressions faster than the Nick Foles we knew before. Certainly. And I think the fourth, you know what, shout out to Carson Wentz getting huge leads at a time. But I think coming in the fourth quarter three or four times this year, 
can't have hurt in terms of the chemistry and all that type of stuff as well. So I do think, um, look, absolutely a positive game for the offense. You'd like to see them run the ball a little bit more, but the game kind of dictated game flow. You can't get too upset. It worked. Uh, And again, the caveat of everything being the Giants defense not very good. Yes. Now, I want to come back to this. Mm -hmm. So they have clinched the first round by with Nick Foles, who uh, obviously went in and and there was none of those problems that we thought there were going to be there. Uh, They're not going to really face a playoff team other than Dallas. Do you want him coming out there starting if they win next week? Or if the Vikings somehow lose to the Green Bay Packers before it even happens, do you want to start Nick Foles? Well, uh First and foremost, you, you just now. intimated that the Cowboys are a playoff team, which is obviously not true. Well, uh, no, I'm just, <laughs> fair. Uh, as, uh, yeah, we'll keep updates on it. Yeah. Oh, real quick. Uh, the Panthers did go ahead and beat the Packers, if you didn't know that, 31 Go away, Aaron. The, uh, the, uh, what else is happening here? Well, Seattle and the Rams are playing right now, but I have no idea what's happening. Oh, the Rams are now currently up 13-zip uh, on Oh, that's Seattle. good. I'm, I'm all about that. And, uh, it, you know, obviously, the, they didn't come out to play for the coach today in the Bengals is the uh, Minnesota Vikings yeah. who care business 34 to 7. Yes. So no no luck there, but uh, I'm saying there's no reason to play Foles now. Well, I see if they lock this we up. disagree. I, yeah. look, I think I think there's no reason to play him against Dallas if you lock it up with a win against the Raiders if that's what it takes. If the Packers beat Minnesota next week before you play and it's locked up, I still play Foles at least a half, maybe even more. He needs the rep. I need more time. Like again, like think about it this way, like December 25th, they would be playing their their playoff game, essentially. It, their playoff game would be happening December or January 14th. You're talking about Nick Foles not playing a game from Christmas. To, or like, and if you're saying sitting out, you're saying yeah. him not playing a game from today to yep. a month. That yeah. is a month yeah, from today. Yeah, if the Packers today, beat the Vikings that's on crazy, Sunday, dude, that's crazy. I'll take rust over a injury. A month? I'll take rust over injury. No, I think you got to play him. I get it. I don't want an injury either, but you got to eat. It's football, man. You got to get him out there a little bit. You got to eat these reps. Give him some reps. What is what? That's Against why I, a real I, defense, I never, he played the worst defense in the NFL today. They're not, the Raiders are terrible. Yeah, what are you going to learn from that? They're better than the Giants, and, and that's not saying much, I know. Man, not the Raiders much. are terrible, but they are. They're better. I mean, they are statistically better. I would but, rather you go out against Dallas if you want to do. I mean, Dallas is a bad defense too they're all you're, bad you're not going to learn anything from non-playoff it's not teams learning. Anyway. it's just reps it's just more confidence it's, what it's is the for. opportunity to and work with the first team i know what you mean look i'm not looking like uh, nick Foles. i you know you never would have thought you had said this but nick Foles's health is paramount yes to this team's success or chance for success so sure i'm all for like keeping him healthy but i just think with the the lack of reps he's had all season if it were Wentz, i'd be like all right fine you know, he's fine. You know, he'll be okay. But I, I need a little more. But I understand it. I'm not like this is not what if they did it, I wouldn't kill them for it until yeah. until Foles came out and looked rusty. And then I would. Uh, for those of you <laughs> that are. Uh, well, yeah. And I, w- I want your guys' perspective on that, too, uh, because, uh, you know, whether you find us on Twitter or, or listening live on Facebook, do you want. Do you want to shut down Nick Foles now if the Packers somehow beat the Vikings because that would secure home field advantage? There's really nothing to play for at that moment. We'll go back to that in a second. And as most of you can see, the festive sweater that I will be wearing <laughs> this Friday, this Friday now, I mean, is getting so close because we're, we're right to this, the last little centimeter of tickets being available. We were right before Christmas. BGN Radio, Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast, a dual com, uh, com uh, yeah, a compost. I was about to compost. Say. It yeah. might be a we're compost because get- we're just going to say a bunch of shit that's going to make us everybody else angry, and we're going to celebrate. 
you know, Philadelphia sports and that with the fact that we were still right about Carson Wentz that this Eagles team still has a shot here. Uh, and, you know, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, the whole thing at the uh, Underground Arts Theater here in Philadelphia. It's at 1200 Cal Hill. You can buy tickets right now for $18 at the undergroundarts.org. It is a 21-plus event. There's going to be a lot of different stuff. L.L. Pavorsky's handing out gift cards, which is great for last-minute Christmas uh, ideas mm-hmm. uh, because L.L.'s got a pretty sweet jewelry shop on uh, Jewelers Row there. And then also the first 250 people that walk through the door, the word art people who just take all the awesome quotes from athletes and make portraits out of those athletes are handing out 250 Allen Iverson made uh, portraits and they're they're outstanding so it's all worth the price of admission Larry Poff is going to be there he's our baby Nick uh, or Carson Listen. <laughs> Nick Foles is our baby he's going to have his Christmas suit on Chris Ryan from the ringer is going to be there it's an exceptionally good time and you should come out and, and a- join us apparently there. it might be a compost yeah and it might be a compost uh, as well but um, I, I will say this Ooh. I was so incredibly nervous to see Chance Warmack out there today against even a terrible, a terrible Giants pass rush. Didn't see his name called. Didn't no? really see anything huge. I thought Big V uh, played okay. Yeah, there was that one play that yeah. he kind of just missed the assignment or whatever happened, and Foles got it from behind. But again, you know, Nicky, uh, Nicky, tough guy. He takes those hits and he just bounces back up. And um, you know, unless the it's uh, against the Texans and his collarbone is broken, but. Yeah. Uh, generally, uh, you know, he's a tough guy back there and takes those hits and bounces back up. But, yeah, I think you have to give, like, a, a game ball to the entire offensive line, really. I think, you know, front to back, all those guys banded together. Jason Kelsey today, holy Holy, crap. oh, my, on that screen pass, just yes. out in front, killing people. That's the thing, John. And, again, I keep coming back to it. It really does feel on a day where Carson Wentz was not out there, those guys who are on the field with Carson Wentz, that offensive unit from the linemen to the receivers to the to the – to a man that every single one of those guys stepped up their game today with Wentz out Certainly and said, did. we're going to carry our buddy Nick through this. We're going to do this for Carson. And I just didn't get the same vibe from the defense at all. And I don't know where that would like, well, I don't know what happened. There. Someone's got to punch Fletcher Cox in the nuts or something. Yeah. Like, oh no. What happened? Fletcher's down. We got to surround our guy. Spuds. Where's Dave Spadaro? Yes. Yeah, Spuds. Can you take, take care of this for man. us? Uh, yeah. Oh my God. I would be terrified. And maybe that's Fletcher what it Cox is. It's nuts. just, it's just because they know. And also the relationships I think for Nick Foles are there too. Certainly with totally. Selleck and Kelsey and you know Ertz, of course everybody freaking out and hoo-hoo and, and and to be like, hey, you know, that's what Kelsey said this week. We know who Nick is. He's yep. been a good good quarterback in this league. Yep. He will continue to be, et cetera, et cetera. So uh yeah, that that became you know, now now it is an important thing after after one game and being like, Yeah, Nick Foles as a backup QB is probably the better option than 30 other teams in the league right now, and you're yeah. depending on what, whatever situation I, I, I think, I think it is. I think you can say Nick Foles is a uh, – Nick Foles is probably somewhere between the 20th and 30th, 30th best quarterback yeah. in the NFL. Maybe even in the late teens, potentially. I don't think so. I think they're probably you know, better guys if you really made the list out. But he's like – could be like the twenty second best quarterback yeah. or something like that. Like it's it's for for to lose a guy like Wentz, you're never going to be able to replace your MVP, the league MVP at the most important position. But you know you could do way worse than going to Nick Foles. And speaking of that too, I just can't believe this wide receiving core and what they've done wow. this year. And kind of semi underrated, man. Just because today alone, we're so focused on you know the bigger numbers and Alshon Jeffrey and whatever. Uh, this is the first the first time that the Eagles have had first time in Eagles history. Yeah, three, or three receivers because Ertz is one of them. Yeah. But 
three first time in Eagles history that they have had three receivers with eight or more touchdowns in a season. And again, two games left on the slate. That's uh pretty amazing. It's Ertz uh and and uh and Aguilar both with eight and uh Jeffrey with nine and John, uh you 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 deserve a big a big round of applause for the Nelson Aguilar. Uh, uh, never, never leaving, gave up hope, buddy. Never leaving the memory. <laughs> but like, man, like it's and that's the thing with Aguilar. Like, bravo, Nelson Aguilar. Like yeah, all season long, what we've seen from that Three drops guy all year. is being in the right place at the right time. Whenever and whenever, like the drop, next play, big catcher. Yep, right back. It's to like him. Th- this guy's toughness and fortitude. All the stuff that we questioned, all the stuff that we didn't think he had, and the the his concentration and focus like that played the first catch he had where it pops it i mean it hit right on the ball pops up and he just turns and he's got his eyes on the ball and he's holding it in and making a tough catch like and definitely nope. like the, the the best uh uh what i was i gonna sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you no no oh, just gonna... the the decision for folds or false to do that was outstanding the placement wasn't great and then here comes now i mean just, yeah. just but just the, what this guy has done in, in terms of especially thinking about where he came from and there are a lot of those guys like kelsey we talked about like guys who have really surprised us with how great they've been and kind of changed our opinions, but no one close to Aguilar. I mean, that guy's yeah. that guy's not just like way better than we expected. He is a great wide receiver, like a, yeah. a really good, you know, like for what he is as a slot receiver, like he is a really, really good NFL player right now. Which to me really means that you're a good wide receiver in this league because yeah. the slot is basically now a starting position in most offenses, especially in this one here. And you look at... Jason Kelsey, too, like you mentioned, those two guys had it right mentally from the get-go, despite all the different things that we had thought about Jason Kelsey, who shut his mouth, which is what you're supposed to do, by the way. And and for a lot of people that were in this town, by the way, that called him certain things that made him just sound like a whipping boy in there to just support it, that's what you're supposed to do. That's what a professional does. They all keep it in-house, no matter how bad his knee is hurting, no matter how bad his his ankle is or whatever's going in the locker room, he will fully support what's going on there. It's exactly what you want in a teammate. The same with Nelson Aguilar. We threw the kitchen sink at that man. Well, most of us did. And he stood there in front of us. He was honest with us, himself, his work ethic. And though I couldn't be too proud of two different guys right there. I mean, we were talking about Jason Kelsey's done because Wisniewski's here and the contracts and everything was weird. There was rumors all flying out all over the place. Yeah, yeah, they get, uh, to me they get season long game balls. Like they uh, they no should question. be MVPs of this team uh or comeback players or whatever you want to phrase. I'm just so proud of both of them. I couldn't agree more. And it's the like you said, it's the work ethic, the dedication, the concentration and just the way they both go about their business. You know, they they both play with passion and fire and you know, they're just always giving it 100% on every play and every moment. And, um, you know, you can't ask for, for – you want you want a team full of those kind of guys. So uh, it's been awesome to see. So what happens now, James? Because, uh, you know, and we'll have a, a lot of different takes on this game Ooh. and what's going to happen throughout the rest of the week. Right now as we're recording this, Antonio Brown is hopping off and it does not look good. That was not for, good. For the Steelers, which is interesting. And this is more or less why I'm bringing that up as well as it's right yeah. in front of us. First round by changes a lot of different things. You don't have to face a lot of a lot of teams now. Um, well, tight, how do, yeah. How do you think this this playoff picture is going to shape up? What is going to be the best matchup on that first playoff game for the Eagles? Who do you want to see? Because to me, I hope it's the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. Um. I, here's the thing. Cam's playing pretty well right now. Yeah. And that I don't I don't love that. Yeah. Um. 
I would like to see the Rams again. Uh, I, I think, would not like to see the Rams uh, again. See, <laughs> I'm not scared of Jer- Jared Goff on the road. In oh, no, I'm not scared about game. that. I'm just scared of Todd and uh, know, what this defense was able to show yeah, this week. Uh, that's, that's true. That's yeah. true, but I just don't. I think that that defense has so many holes in it right now. I think you can put up points on them, and I think on the road, I think Jared Goff will make enough mistakes in a big game that uh, I would feel good about that. I think the Panthers, uh, you know, of the options, not another bad call. Seattle, I don't think you want to see, even though I think the Eagles are a better football team. Russell Wilson scares you. It's similar to what we talked about. I don't think anything's really changed from that perspective, yeah. from what we talked about this morning. You know, I don't want to see Minnesota. You're going to most likely, in the at least in the championship game. I mean, I think that defense is going to travel, and I think they're a really good football team. Um, I, I don't want to see Atlanta. I, just because I think when the sum of the parts are all humming, I think that's one of the scarier teams, and they're yeah, so fast. I would rather they're take so a, fast on defense. Too. I'd rather take a dome team that's coming yeah, here. Yeah, I know, I know. That, that, uh, Saints, and I, I get it, I get it. I just think that the Falcons' ceiling is the highest of any of the teams that could be coming in here, other than maybe right. Minnesota. Uh, and now this this kind of shifts over a little bit too, because with the Packers' loss, I, I doubt they, they can't make the playoffs. No, um, so that kind of leads you into all right. Well, Dallas is still kind of in the playoff picture here. I, again, I wouldn't mind them coming through here. That's I, think I would that's, take them in a second, but I mean, I don't. Det- you know. The Detroit Lions, you you bet you. We'll oh, take any God, of, those I mean, teams of course. I, if you, any of those teams made it through the first round, won a road playoff game, that would be a, a, a real shot. Now, if the Seahawks come into Philadelphia, does that change things, or is that still? It scares me. Look, yeah. I don't want to see Russell Wilson. He's already shown, especially with the way the defense is playing right now. But he's already shown that that he can beat us on his own, and I think that. If Bobby Wagner's healthy, if KJ Wright's healthy, if Earl Thomas is healthy, I think they have enough playmakers on defense to to make it tougher. Um, but look, that's the thing with the NFC. That's the problem, right? I mean, there 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 are a lot of good two really good teams in the NFC and teams that like. There's no one that could come in here that with the way this team is currently comprised, you won't say can't beat the Eagles coming in. Maybe if yeah. the Lions, you know, I'm sure. I, I don't think I don't think there's any way the Lions would come in here in the second round and beat the Eagles. That's about it. You know what I mean? Like, even the Dallas with Zeke, like, I could see that. Like, I, sure. wouldn't, I wouldn't expect it. I wouldn't be. That defense is awful, but. Oh, the um, takes. Oh, my God. My God I can't even. Don't even. Don't even. <laughs> let's not even go there. Forget yeah. I said anything. Forget yeah. I said anything. Yeah, I, come I on, think, Raiders. What are you up yeah, to? Let's go. I, yeah. Look, I just think, um, I think that, I, I think that there's no team that I'm, I'm, terrified of and there's no team that i i don't think the eagles could beat here i, I just think it's gradations of of i also don't think that, like i said there is a team that i don't think that couldn't beat them as well so it's kind of um i don't think you're watching as much and worrying too much about that you're just worrying about them locking up home field and you know getting yourself in a row getting your defense ready for this and just playing the best football at home you can and winning two home games you know yes uh and it's going to be an, an interesting run for the rest of the nfc uh, and certainly still a lot of questions with this Eagles team, and it's no longer on the offense. It's it's on the defense, something that you thought you – something that was reliable the entire year, and, of course, it's, it, goes a, it goes a different direction, and you just got to hope that it is three away games, and they they're just need to get their crap together, and maybe the Giants is just a bad matchup for them for whatever reason. Sometimes bad teams do that, but – you know, yeah. Uh, for the, what the it's Rams worth, and, for what it's Seattle worth, still kind of got in there. So good, John. That's a really good point, though. It is a matchups league. You know, like sometimes there are those weird things where it's just like matchups don't work out. But it's really the lack of effort and all that that's the the issue. But I got to tell you, if they ever, if they can just find that middle, and that offense can play like that, 
Uh, you're going to see a lot more hope restored yeah. in this fellow right here. Me too. And it, regardless, it's still going to be a fun run because I'm, I've been you – can, I can't stress enough, and I know we all want that Super Bowl ring, and I know that we're always going to feel uneasy until that Lombardi trophy is here in Philadelphia, but I couldn't be more than satisfied about this season, the type of players that are here that are locked up and going to be here in the future. And, yeah, there might be a little worry with Carson Wentz and his injury, but, uh, you know – Carson Wentz is here. Nick Foles is a, is a very comparable backup, um, and I'm excited for what's going to happen now and what they're going to build on later. Anything that happens beyond this point for all the injuries that they've gone through now is I it, I don't even want to call it house money. It's just money. Like this is it's like a free roll. I'm very satisfied. This is a free roll to see what happens in a in a weird down year in the NFL. Uh, and we're going to keep it going. That's what's great about this. Thank you so much for tuning in to the live show. And make sure that if you haven't already, go download the hottest app that is out there. Clip it. It is live television in the palm of your hand. It's great while you're watching Red Zone. All these crucial matchups because you want to go and pull all these great highlight plays right from the palm of your hand. It is from A&E all the way to Zoo TV. And uh, it's a fantastic app where you can share HD high-quality clips on Facebook, Twitter, and all platforms of social media. And it's great for bloggers because we use it all the time. So that is James Seltzer. I am John Barchard. The light-up Christmas sweater because people were asking here, <laughs> if, if you see this around, uh, I mean, I think they have them in the NFL Pro Shop. I got it from Sport Fan Island, I believe. It does go on and off. It seems like it's washable decently enough with the pull-out lights. It is pretty expensive, though. So uh, I bought it because I was drunk and happy, and uh, that's why it's here. It's going to last us through the Christmas season. We will see you uh, Monday night, Christmas Day, uh, at the tailgate, and even before that, Friday night to warm it all up for a nice big pep rally at the Underground Arts Theater. Tickets are on sale right now for just $18. Right to Ricky Sanchez, BGN Radio. This has been BGN Radio, episode 286, right here on BleedingGreenNation.com and BGNRadio.com. We'll see you guys. Stretch your hand and I'ma chop it off. I dare you ask for a favor from your boss's boss. Shrimp, scampi, angel head noodles, white wine sauce. Rwanda and the Ross, reload the Nina Ross. Settle metal when I'm focused on the green Dinero. Hocus Pocus, Gucci Lopez, cake with bacon soda. Cake for soldiers move away from Maine to Nova Scotia. Bang revolvers, problem solvers, that and pain the mothers. Lost a child, clips from play when they hear Belial. Nightmares, walking dead cause they sleep in You either sheep or shed, be scared and cut to pieces. I lust for custom coops with the honey mustard features. Butterfly doors, a whore that makes wine or sober. Her beauty stunning, plus she funny, that's the proper order.